sitting around you let them know they are welcome to the first service praise God hallelujah I said hallelujah welcome back remember that our theme for this time is knowing the Holy Spirit knowing the Holy Spirit and we've already looked at quite a number of aspects of the nature and the mission of the Holy Spirit here on earth. And in this service, I will be speaking on the subject, they shall speak with other tongues. They shall speak with other tongues. Jesus said so. They shall speak with other tongues. And the anchor passage is Mark chapter 16, and verse number 17. Mark chapter 16. And verse number 17. Where the Bible says. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Let me add verse 18. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Among other signs that must follow the believers, the Bible says they will speak with other tongues or new tongues. They will speak with other tongues or new tongues. Praise the name of Jesus. Speaking in tongues is the work of the Spirit. I mean the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues is the work of the Spirit. The practice or the spiritual exercise of speaking in tongues came with the coming of the Holy Spirit. When he was given to us, he came with tongues. In Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. In Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. Look at verse number four. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Every time he filled the people, they began to speak with other tongues. 
as he gave them the ability to do so. Every time, as we see it in the book of Acts, he filled the people. He gave them the ability to speak with other tongues as he gave them the utterance, the ability to do so. In Mark chapter 16, verse number 17, the passage we read, the Bible says, they will speak with new tongues. Then it was a promise. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, among other things, they will speak with new tongues. And in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 4, the Bible says, they began. So that's where the promise began to manifest. They began to speak with other tongues. And I want us to know that it is the plan and purpose of God that the church that began to speak in tongues then should continue speaking in other tongues until the end of the world. Until the end of the world. Praise the name of Jesus. The experience never stopped at Acts chapter 2 and verse number 4 when you look at the book of Acts. He made the promise in Mark chapter 16 and verse number 17. And the first experience of doing it happened in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now hear this. In Acts chapter 2 verses 37 to 39. Acts chapter 2 verses 37 to 39, the Bible says, Now, when they heard this, they were caught to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? What was Peter's reaction? Verse number 38. Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift. Of the Holy Spirit. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And remember. When they received the gift of the Holy Spirit. In the same book of Acts chapter 2 and verse number 4. They began to speak with other tongues. Have you seen it? Hallelujah. So he says. When you repent. When you get born again. When you become a believer. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now hear this. Verse number 39. For the promise, which promise? The promise of the Holy Ghost is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. So we're supposed to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Number one, we know that all those that believe in Jesus Christ Number two, he says, the promise is not just for those of you that I'm talking to you now. Meaning at that point when he spoke to them. He says, this promise of the gift of the Holy Ghost is not just for you. It is also for your children. And it is also for all who are afar off. Tell your neighbor, I am included. He says, as many as the Lord God is calling. As many as are getting saved, 
as many as are receiving Jesus every day. The world over, as far off as they may be, as many of them that are receiving Jesus as Lord and personal Savior, this gift is theirs. And every time the Holy Ghost fills such people, he gives them a language of tongues. So we can conclude, therefore, that the issue of speaking in tongues is not a church doctrine. It is a scriptural experience. Which comes upon the believer when he receives the Holy Spirit. When he receives the Holy Spirit. It is not a denominational thing. It is not a Pentecostal charismatic experience of some Pentecostal and charismatic groupings. No. The Holy Spirit came for all. And therefore, the practice or experience of speaking in tongues is for all. If the Holy Spirit came for all, then the speaking with other tongues is equally for all. The speaking with other tongues is equally for all. Now here is here's the sequence. If you are a believer, you are going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And if you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you are going to speak with other tongues. So tongues are for believers. It doesn't matter which church denomination they belong to. Tongues are for all the believers. Praise the name of Jesus. It was the great apostle Paul who said, I thank God because I speak in tongues more than all of you. I speak in tongues more than you all. I speak in tongues more than you all. Praise the name of Jesus. I said, praise the name of Jesus Christ. Now, hear this. You know, <laughs> in Acts chapter 8, when the revival hit Samaria, that the apostles went down there. You remember? Acts chapter 8. Let's look at it. If you look at um, verse number 5, then Philip went down to the seat of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, verse number 7, crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city, verse number 8. Now, verse number 9, but there was a certain man called Simon, who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. Verse number 12. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Now hear this. Verse number 13. Then Simon himself also believed. He got born again. This witch doctor, this sorcerer, also received Jesus as Lord and personal Savior. Now what happened? Verse number 14. Now, 
when the apostles who were at Jerusalem held that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they must receive who? That they might receive the Holy Spirit. That they might receive the Holy Spirit. Now hear this. Verse number 16. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number 17. Then they laid hands, meaning Peter and John, laid hands on them. And they received the Holy Spirit. They received the Holy Spirit. Now, verse 18. It says, And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. Simon saw. We are not told that when they laid hands on the people and the people received the Holy Spirit, they spoke in other tongues. We are not expressly told so. But there was something somebody by the name Simon saw that made him to believe that, oh, you mean by the laying hands of the apostles, we have all received the Holy Spirit? There was something to see. So it is most likely that in this instance, they might have spoken with other tongues. Because there was something that Simon, the former sorcerer, saw that made him in his carnality to offer the apostles money. He said, please give me such powers so that when I lay hands on people, they will receive the Holy Ghost. He saw something. They did not just lay hands on people and tell them that you have now received the Holy Spirit. No. Actually, Simon saw something. He saw. He saw. He might have experienced it himself. That look, I have received it. I have received it. And as we'll see later, the apostles did not look for another, any other sign apart from the sign of speaking with other tongues for them to know and to be convinced that you have received the Holy Spirit. Oh my God, are you listening here? Because there are so many believers today that have had the experience of speaking with other tongues but they have no idea what it is all about. They don't know the spiritual significance, the benefits of speaking with other tongues. And so it is important that we go back to basics and understand some of the things that we've been doing all along without proper understanding or revelation of what we are doing. Praise the name of Jesus. I said praise the name of Jesus. Now, we know <laughs> in Acts chapter 9, Paul then saw together with his bandit, with his gang, were on their way to Damascus to persecute the church there. And he had an encounter with Jesus on the way. And Jesus gave him a mandate. And Jesus said to Saul, Acts chapter 9, verse number 6. So he said, trembling, astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Have you seen it? Praise the name of Jesus. And in verse number 11, Jesus, the almighty God, speaks to Ananias and he says to him, arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. 
And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse number 17. Now hear this. Acts chapter 9 and verse number 17. And Ananias went his way and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight, and what? And that you may be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that you may be filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, when this happened, we are not told expressly in that passage that when Brother Saul received the Holy Spirit, he spoke in tongues. We are not told here. But he gives that testimony in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. When he tells the Corinthian church, he says, I thank my God because I speak with new tongues or with other tongues. I speak in tongues more than you all. That is how we know that by scriptural connection that when brother Ananias laid his hands on Saul to receive the Holy Ghost in Damascus, Saul spoke with other tongues. Because he expressly testifies about that to the Corinthian church. He says, I speak with tongues more than you all. I speak with other tongues more than you all. Praise the name of Jesus. Please, let's get 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Somebody is receiving divine understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 18. He says, I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than you all. I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than you all. I thank my God. Brother Saul, when did you get it? It was in Damascus. And I was assisted to receive this experience by brother Ananias. In Damascus. I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all. It is not surprising therefore. That he goes on to admonish us in verse number 39. Of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verse number 39. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verse number 39. Therefore brethren. Desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with other tongues. Do not forbid to speak with tongues. Do not forbid to speak with tongues. Do not forbid to speak with tongues. In any case, I speak with tongues more than you all. More than you all. By the way, there is something interesting in verse number 14. Going down to 15, especially verse 15, but let me start reading from verse 14 of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. It says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, hear this, but my understanding is unfruitful now, hear this. Verse 15, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, which is to pray in tongues, have you seen it? Oh my God, are you getting the message? Now, verse 14, he says, For if I pray 
in tongues. What is praying or he is praying? Who is praying? What is praying? He says, my spirit is praying, but my mind is unfruitful. So he says, on the basis of this, we can make the following conclusions. I will pray with the spirit and I will also. <laughs> have you seen verse 15? If you have your Bible in front of you, read it. Please, everyone. Want to go verse 15. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit. I will also sing with the understanding. Now, 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 now. If I tell you that I'm going to Karonga, I will also go to Chitipa. Then which is my priority destination? Huh? I'm asking you, don't you know English? I'm, okay, I'm going to Ncheu and I will also go to Salima. So which one is my first point of arrival? So read it again. Read this. Read this. Want to go. Want to go. Everybody read. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit. I will also pray with the understanding. Stop. I will pray with the spirit. And then I will also. So praying with your understanding is the also part of prayer. The main way to pray is to pray in tongues. So if I'm praying for three hours, I better use the two hours of the three hours praying in what language? In tongues. Five minutes. Father, I thank you. Father, I celebrate you. I pray for my wife. I pray my, for my children. Two minutes. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You don't know what you are missing by not praying in tongues much. You don't know what you are missing. By not praying in tongues much. Praying in tongues is the main way to pray. Praying with understanding, meaning praying in the known language, English, Chichewa, Lomwe, Tonga, is the also part. The also part. After you have done the main part, you go to the also part. Ah, it is after this discourse that he tells them in verse number 18, I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than you all. Because you pray more with your understanding. But as for me, Paul, I pray more in tongues than I pray in my understanding. They will speak with other tongues. The master said so. He said, they will speak. Now, that is a definite expectation. That is a definite expectation for those that believe. He says, these signs shall follow them that believe. Among other things, they will speak with new tongues. Meaning it is Jesus' definite expectation that we do so. Definite expectation. Definite expectation. Praise the name of Jesus. I said praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
It was the same Apostle Paul who is writing to the church in Thessalonica, chapter 5 of the book of First Thessalonians. And verse 19, he says, do not quench the spirit, meaning the Holy Ghost. Do not quench the spirit. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. And one of the ways that people quench the Holy Spirit is failing to pray in tongues. Failing to pray in tongues. You're quenching the Holy Ghost. You're quenching him. This is not a church doctrine issue. No, it is a scriptural expectation of the believers. A scriptural expectation of the believers. A definite expectation for that matter. They will. Not they may. No, they will speak. 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 That is why wherever the Holy Ghost is, there is always noise. Because when he comes, he makes you speak. He doesn't make you quiet. He makes you speak. There was noise all over in Jerusalem when he arrived for the first time. In Acts chapter 2. There was a shaking, all kinds of noise. Why? Because he makes you speak. He doesn't make you silent or quiet. He makes you speak. You become a talker. So, the question is, why must we speak in other tongues? I have 15 reasons. I'll give you five in this service. Why must we speak with new tongues? Why must we speak in other tongues? Number one, it is a consistent scriptural evidence that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. It is a consistent scriptural evidence evidence it is a scriptural it is a consistent scriptural please let me add the word initial evidence that we are filled with the holy spirit it is a consistent scriptural initial evidence Initial evidence. It is not the only evidence, but it is a consistent scriptural initial evidence that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. That we are filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, verse number 4, when he filled them, they began to speak with other tongues. When he filled them, they began to speak with other tongues. In Acts chapter 10, verses 44 to 46. Acts chapter 10, verses 44 to 46. The Bible says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who held the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter. Why? Because the gift of the Holy Ghost had been poured out on the Gentiles also. What evidence did they have? What did they notice about those upon whom the Holy Ghost fell? Verse number 46. For they heard them speak with other tongues and magnify God. 
So in this particular instance, we see that in addition to the speaking with other tongues, there was a magnification of God. There was a magnification of God. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with other tongues and magnify God. Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 7. This is Apostle Paul went to the regions of Ephesus and he found some disciples there and he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as held whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Look at verse number six. And when Paul, hear this, had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with other tongues and what? Prophesied. Again, there was no prophecy in Acts chapter 10, but in this instance, they prophesied. But what you see consistently happening and being experienced by those that received the Holy Ghost is that they spoke with other tongues. They spoke with other tongues. They spoke with other tongues. And you know that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he's still feeling people today, then those people must equally have the experience at least of speaking with other tongues. They may not prophesy, they may not see vision, but at least there's going to be the experience of speaking with new tongues. Praise the name of Jesus. I said praise the name of Jesus. Why must we speak in other tongues? Number two. Number two. Speaking in other tongues, hear this, is a platform for the transmission or impartation of the will or mind of God upon the believers. It is a platform, a gateway, for the transmission or impartation of the will or mind of God upon the believers. Oh my God, I don't know how many of us have worked with the internet. When you want to download a file or a particular video from YouTube and what? When you do it, there is that sign that goes like this. While waiting for that particular file to be downloaded. Praise the name of Jesus. So every time you speak with other tongues, it's like you have clicked for the download of that file. So every time... so. Every time, every act of speaking in tongues is a supernatural download process. The will and the mind of God is downloaded into your spirit. I can tell you this. There are so many initiatives that we have embarked on in this church that were downloaded into my spirit in the course of speaking with other tongues. Shatakalapako. And then God shows me things. Do this, boy. Do this. Embark on this assignment. Embark on this. And people are amazed. Hey, what are you doing there? Hey, the church that is only 80 years of age. What is happening there? What the things you are doing is as if you have been around for 15 years. No, sir. There is a heavenly download. I said there is a heavenly download. There is a heavenly download of divine ideas. 
every time you speak with other tongues. So such that if you are confused about a particular issue or you don't know which way next to go, you engage yourself in the practice of tongues. And then all of a sudden, God will give you a blueprint on how to handle your difficult husband. We were given the language of tongues so that we should cease to live a confused life. <laughs> we were given the language of tongues so that we should cease to live what kind of life? A confused life. Every time you find yourself at some crossroad in life, what do you do? Engage in the speaking with other tongues. Shatakaya and the Holy Ghost will be downloading things inside of you. Hallelujah. There will be a heavenly download. And that is why you can make it a point to say that every day, for example, I will be praying in tongues for at least one hour. One hour. Of what? Praying in tongues every day. And when you do something like that, make sure that your tablet is readily available or your notepad is readily available because there's, there's going to be a download of heavenly ideas that you need to capture. I'll do this. I'm doing this. You are busy writing as you are praying in tongues because you are receiving divine transmission of ideas, strategies, and ways and means of dealing with your kind of issues. Praise the name of Jesus. You have been confused enough. Begin to pray in tongues. Praying in tongues on purpose. That this time around, I'm praying in tongues because I want to receive a transmission of divine ideas. A transmission and impartation of the will of God concerning this matter in my life. Oh my God. Praise the name of Jesus. I said praise the name of Jesus. Somebody is changing levels here in the name of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 28. Let's look at it. Verses 9 to 10. Isaiah 28, verses 9 to 10. Something good is happening to somebody listening to me here. Please, if you're one of them, can I hear your loudest shout of amen? Hey, I'm not a Pentecostal, so I cannot speak in tongues. Who said tongues are for a particular religious grouping? No. Tongues are for all. Hallelujah. For all believers, for all believers, for all believers. Now hear this, Isaiah 29, verses 9 to 10. Whom will he teach knowledge? It is a question. And whom will he make to understand the message? Those just weaned from milk? Those just drawn from the breast? For precept must be upon what? Precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, there a little. Verse number 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. Let's stop there for now. Now what he's calling stammering lips there is talking about the language of tongues. Stammering lips. Because when you are praying in tongues... Because like as I'm, 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 I'm talking to you now, am I stammering? But the moment I begin to speak with other tongues, it's as if I am stammering. 
Are you stammering now? With his stammering lips. He's talking about the experience. How your lips will be moving up and down as you pray in tongues or as you speak in tongues. Masita Kaya. People will be saying, Brother, what is happening to you? All of a sudden, you have started stammering. No, I'm not stammering, sir. I'm speaking the language of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he says, when these people begin to engage in this kind of experience, the Bible says he shall teach them what? Knowledge. He shall teach them knowledge. He shall make them understand the message. Understand the Bible. Understand how to handle the husband. How to handle the business situation. To understand what next steps must be taken concerning a particular venture. So inside speaking in other tongues is understanding. Understanding. Divine revelation. A download of the will of God concerning the seasons and the assignments of your life. So speaking in tongues is a conduit for the download of divine ideas. You receive precept upon precept. Ideas upon ideas. It says line by line. God showing you this is the way to go. This is the way. Because the Bible says your ear shall hear a voice behind you saying to you this is the way. Walk in it. This is the correct way. Walk in it. This is the right way to go. This is the right way to go. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. So when you receive this kind of line, nobody can lie to you. God will give you lines. He will connect you to your miracle. He will connect you to your testimony as you engage in the practice of speaking with other tongues. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It says, hear this. For with his stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to these people. Meaning that as you speak in other tongues, God will be transmitting information to you. He will be transmitting his will to you. Because God does not speak stammeringly. So this has to do with the recipients of the message. As they are busy praying in tongues, God will be speaking to them. So inside speaking in tongues is divine communication. Inside speaking with other tongues is divine communication. God will be speaking to you as you pray or speak in other tongues. Praise the name of Jesus. Now hear this. Why must we speak in other tongues? Number one, because it is a consistent scriptural initial evidence that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Number two, speaking in tongues is a conduit for the download of divine ideas. It is a gateway for the transmission or impartation of the will of God. Number three, now hear this. This would excite you. Because speaking with other tongues is a gateway for rest and refreshing. It is an instrument for relaxation. It is an instrument for relaxation. The Bible says in Isaiah 28 verses 11 to 12, 
Isaiah 28, verses 11 to 12, it says, For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to these people. Now hear this. To whom he said, This is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. When you pray in tongues or speak with new tongues, you receive divine rest and relaxation. There is something that is lifted away from you. Because hear this, speaking with other tongues is a type of manifestation of the spirit. Am I right here? It is one of the manifestations of the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is manifesting, there has to be profiting. Uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 7. For the manifestation of the spirit is given for the profit of all. For the profit of all. For the profit of all. And one of the manifestations of the spirit of God is the experience of speaking with other tongues. They're speaking with other tongues. They're speaking with other tongues. And one of the major benefits or products of this experience of speaking with other tongues is that of rest and refreshing. Rest and refreshing. That is why every time you pray in tongues, especially for a prolonged period of time, one hour, two hours, you see that you're more confident. You become more confident. You feel like you can do anything in this world. It becomes clear in your spirit that anything is possible. Anything is possible. That is why, as we will see later, speaking in tongues emboldens the believer. It emboldens the believer. It says, building on your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. You build up yourself. It emboldens you. It energizes you. It empowers you for exploits. That's a type of rest, a type of relaxation. Beloved, you've been restless for too long. It is time to engage in the practice of speaking with other tongues. For your own refreshing. Says repent. Turn away from your wickedness. And you will receive. What kind of times? Times of refreshing. From the presence of the Lord. Acts 3.19. Times of refreshing. Times of refreshing from his presence. Are manifested in one part. Through speaking with other tongues. When you speak with other tongues. You receive divine refreshing. You receive divine refreshing. Somebody is receiving divine refreshing here today in the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus. Number four. Why must we speak with other tongues? Number four. Hear this. It is a scriptural means of maintaining the fullness of the spirit. It is a scriptural means of maintaining the fullness of the spirit. 
It is a scriptural means of maintaining the fullness of the spirit. The fullness of the spirit. <laughs> because the experience of speaking with other tongues is associated with what? Fullness of the spirit. And they were what? Filled. And then they began to speak. So for you to maintain the fullness, what must you do? Continue what? Speaking. The more you speak in tongues, the more you are loaded. The less you speak with other tongues, the less you are filled. Shatakalapakaya. Zuta kalapasa, zuta kalapohote, jinda kalapahunda, rikataya masite, jete kete. The more I pray, sir, anything like that, sir, I receive a loading. A loading of more, a loading of more, a loading of more, a loading of more. More units of the Holy Ghost is accredited to my account. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Ask your neighbor for me, do you speak in other tongues? <laughs> do you speak in other tongues? You don't know what you are missing. There is credit for you. There is credit for you. But you are denying the Holy Ghost access to where he must load the credit. Praise the name of Jesus. Lastly, because I promised to give you five, isn't it? Uh, let's do that quickly. Number five. Speaking in other tongues is a source of personal edification. It is a source of personal edification. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 4. The Bible says, it says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. So, speaking in other tongues is a means of personal edification. That is why, as a believer, you should not always survive on edification from others. You can edify yourself. What if the pastor is busy, he's, he's not able to come to you to encourage you? Encourage yourself by praying in tongues. When you feel down, sometimes you can be down. People say, oh, pastor, I am down. I don't know how they do it, but they say, I am down. I am very down. That is the time to engage in this language. Now, the word edify here is, you know, think it should be understood in terms of how a building is constructed. Hallelujah. It is layer after layer. You put a brick and then cement, then another brick. So it says, every time you're praying in tongues, it's like you're raising a structure. Huh? Now, the less you pray in tongues, the longer the structure will take to be completed. <laughs> Can you imagine that your builder is only putting one line once a week? So, that house may be a two-bedroom house. It will take you ten years to finish. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So to edify means to build up. To build up. 
to build up. So every time you are praying with other tongues, you are actually edifying yourself spiritually. You are building yourself up. To edify also means to renew or to recharge. The way you recharge batteries. The way you recharge your phone. Some believers are too flat. They are spiritually flat. Spiritually out of order. So we need to recharge our spiritual batteries. Every time I'm praying in tongues, I'm recharging my spiritual what? Batteries. And I mean, if a believer's spiritual batteries are always charged, you know it. But there are some Christians, when you greet them, you know the weather has changed. Battery flat. (laughs) Battery flat. Good morning. Good morning. But when the battery is charged, good morning, hallelujah. Before they answer you, they say, hallelujah. (laughs) You'll know that now we are talking. Rise on your feet. Let's recharge our batteries here. Let's recharge our batteries. Hallelujah. (laughs) I think where we are going, we are going to be so crazy that in greeting one another, we'll just be greeting ourselves in tongues. So when I meet you, I know you are fine. (laughs) Come on, everyone. If you're able to pray in tongues, go ahead. Lift your voice and begin to pray in tongues. Begin to pray in tongues, everybody. As many as are able to do it, Lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice. Likatala basete reketia fanderebosa. Shalakanda likatia manderebosa. Rikatala pakuya kuya kuya kuya. Likataya masende likataya bahata. Shalakata, 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 shalakata. Ikatala pakuya makondu. Rakatala basaya. Reketele bosuta. Yakatala pakia. Rikata makondo lupa. Yekende ke. 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 Makaraba. 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 Sharakata. Sharakata. Kerebos yakatarabu. Yakatala. Bakota, Yakatara Bakota, Yakatara Bakota, Yakatara Bakota, Yakatara Bakota, Yakatara Kata, Yakatara Bata, Yakatara Kata, Yakatara Kata, Yakatara Kata, Makatara Basaya, Yakatara Basaya, Yakatara Basaya, Yakatara Basaya, Yakatara Basaya, Yakatara Basaya, Yakatara Basaya, Ferebotaraba, 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 Botaraba, Ferebotaraba, Caraban de Rebus, 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 Sharaban de Rebusa, 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 Yakatara Basaya, 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 Yakatara Yakatala Basaya, Yakatala Basaya, Yakatala Basaya, Yakatala Basaya, Yakatala Basaya, Kerebon de Rebosa, 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 
Yakatarababasa, 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 Maramanderebosa, 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 Carabanderebosa, 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 Sharabanderebosa, 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 Yeketerebosa, 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 Yakatarabandi, 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 Yakatarabasarabata, 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 bless you. May he give you peace, success and prosperity. Open doors on every side. Let there be showers of blessing upon your life. I said showers of blessing. Open doors on every side and common promotions and common success and common favor and common protection. Divine health for you and your family. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Please can I hear a loud shout of amen. I said a loud shout of amen. Hallelujah. Now Psalm 23 and verse number 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God bless you.